Okay, so thank you for telling us that. Everybody has now learned something, right? We've added value to each other. So as far as the business goes, you got the name. You have family that is semi-supportive just due to, to experience. So now we get into like, where am I going to have my studio? Like where, how do you start searching or researching to find a place, a physical location to actually put your studio? How did that go for y'all? Uh, Well, I was leaving the Fort Walton area. So out of respect, I obviously did not want to leave um, tattoos forever. And I really have a lot of respect for Jeff Bullard and, you know, um, didn't want to upset him in any way. So Fort Walton was off limits in my mind already. You can't just leave a shop and then set up. So is that important for the tattoo industry? Like, like the competition side of the house and having respect for each other. It's definitely one of the unwritten rules in the industry. There's, there's a lot of old school respect type of mentality. Um, Do people follow these rules to this day? Not so much anymore, (laughs) but some of us who have a lot of love and respect for this industry still do it. Uh, Before I opened mercy, I wasn't even, I, I don't, I wasn't working for Jeff anymore at the time. And I even called him and met up with him and told him face to face, like, I'm going to open my own shop. Um, I wanted you to hear it from me. And this is where it's going to be. And I would like to have your blessing. It was just a respect thing. Mm. It's a, I want you to hear it from me and I'm not setting up in your backyard. I'm not trying to bite any of your business. I'm just moving on to do my own thing. And, you know, it was a nice handshake and a very, you know, you have my blessing type of thing. Not a lot of people do that anymore, but back in the day, man, you'd get a brick thrown through your window or your tires slash. If you set up shop in the wrong neighborhood, actually Alan Dixon, the guy who owned the very first shop that I ever worked at, he's um, British, but he started tattooing in Germany. And he told me a story about him and a buddy of his. I mean, all they had were the belongings in their bag. They went to Germany. They're hopping off the train to go try to start a tattoo shop somewhere. And a tattoo shop in that city had heard. And they sent like some mafia dudes to meet them at the train station. And they were pretty much like, go ahead and hop back on this train because you're not you're not working here. And they were like, okay. Because they didn't wow. want their hands broken. <laughs> like back in the day, you did not mess with other people's business wow. in the tattoo Territorial. industry because wow, yeah, they'll break your hands. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So now that you have like your area where you want to go and you have the blessing, like how did you find your the physical location portion? Um, well, like I said, thankfully we had Josh, Carly's husband, who was in the realty business. So he's just, I mean, constantly finding things for everybody, you know, do you want to open your own business? Do you want a house? Do you want this? Do you want to, um, we were having a hard time finding a location that would rent to us. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people wanted to take in a tattoo studio just because of, you know, bad reputations and taboo of the industry and things like that. So Josh was actually smart enough to look for buying opportunities for us. And we ended up uh, being able to purchase two units in Fountain Plaza in Miramar. And so that was a great blessing. Great blessing to be able to own our own place and really be able to do with it whatever we want instead of signing a three-year lease and potentially being kicked out, you know, when it's over. So 
knowing that we have a roof over our head for as long as we want is just such a huge relief. Mm -hmm. So did you have, was it easy? Was there any kind of like, um, excuse me, I know you said that there was, uh, there was some inspections or somebody had to, you sort of had to get some buy-in from some, some other folks, uh, that just maybe didn't quite understand what you were doing with the tattoo side of the house. Do you, yeah. Do you want to take on this part? I, I had told him previously about how the plaza, once they realized we were renovating to become a tattoo right. shop, were very, <laughs> Well, like she had mentioned, there's a lot of it's like a bad stigma, reputations right? like a out there. Yeah. yeah. And that that was a huge goal for us is was to break that mm -hmm. in people's minds. You know, we're not a scary biker gang out to cause trouble. Right. And having a bunch of riffraff in and out at all hours of the night. But, you know, but that's what people's idea is a lot of time. And even sometimes you'll see on movies you know, this tattoo shops, they're dark. They have chain link fence up for some reason. Right. It's scary. And I'm just like, it's really not like that. We have to abide by strict health codes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. um, so it, it scared them, you know. Um, they were not a fan of us. Uh, I don't think I, they still are. Three years later, <laughs> yeah. They, but I think they've Tough seen, titties. they've seen like, <laughs> This isn't a bad thing. Yeah. You know, we've proven ourselves and we've done what we said we were going to do. Like we all have families. We like, to, we don't like to be there late. Right. We like to get home to our, um, our families and our kids and, um, we're not partying there. Yeah, man. We just want to just... pay our taxes and, yeah. and live the American dream. <laughs> yeah. We just want to be normal people, yeah. you know, yeah. they just want to do cool tattoos and go home. Right. But yeah, but, they were um, they were pretty upset when we first got into that plaza. Yeah, but like I said, time has gone by. They don't give us a hard time really anymore. Maybe they're softened up a little bit now, but there's a lot, I mean just in general, right? You know, even outside just the industry just tattoos at large, right? Some people yeah. just some old school way of thinking just about tattoos, yes. just period, mm -hmm. right? And piercings. And now it's like you, you can pretty much, I mean, it's, it's almost abnormal. It's almost right. abnormal at this point for a certain person of a certain age. You're like, you don't have a tattoo. Like, right. huh, yeah. that's, it's almost like Weirdo. a red flag. Like, wait a minute, you're 43 and never been married. No, I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> red flag, red flag. No, I'm just <laughs> but it's like these things you're just like, man, this is something just a little bit strange here. Like what's going on. So I think, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. And I think there's a lot of places that have broken that, that stigma and like yours being one of them. Right. And I think that's really important. Um, again, especially the bathroom, right? You guys have like the squared away bathroom. Okay. So you have the place. So tell me about the renovation. Like what did it look like before? And then like, how did you go in and actually you, you had this vision in your mind and did you guys do it? Did you hire people to come in and renovate? Like how did that go? It was a dog grooming business before. Yes. So they had, uh, there was some, hair everywhere, yeah, man. Yeah, some it dog was insane. Hair. Like every outlet cover I'd take off, there's like hair behind <laughs> like the wall. Like a small poodle that pops yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> it was one insane. of the walls. There I, was hair. I found in hair it. forever. <laughs> and there was also a wall in there that was glitter. And when I say glitter, I mean it's like they painted the wall with glue and then just dunked like mm -hmm. glitter all over it. So that was fun to demo that wall and get that everywhere. Um, it was a, so our dad helped us. He is yeah. a jack of all trades. He can build anything, fix pretty much anything. So 
Thank God. Thank he, God for dad. Yeah. Shout out to Dwayne McCormick. We love you, dad. Thank you so much. <laughs> he saved us a lot of money. Yes, he did. So, but Rihanna actually drew up the whole floor plan because um, it was very different. It had walls up all the way, uh, a big mm-hmm. you know, tub in there for yeah. bathing the dogs. There was a huge like water that. heater in the back for them. We ended up installing an electric water heater that didn't take up any space and mm. we're disposable at the shop. So we didn't need like a scrub room or anything. So right. yeah, he took measurements of the unit that we had. I drew out a new floor plan. We started demoing and then piece by piece, got things in there, put the partitions up, laid the floor and installed a new scene. There, there was a one wall that was wallpapered. And I think everyone in the family spent many hours just slowly trying to peel oh, that paper off. But did you do like the steam gun? Have you seen that? Where people use a steam gun and then just like peels away because it oh, like, takes the glue off. I, I had seen the videos of that, yeah. but dad didn't have one and wasn't taking the time out of his day. All the things he was doing to find me what I needed. So I sat in there and I had this system where I kind of like get my fingertips kind of oh, damp and you just God. find a corner and you could you could get it going and like ooh, it's oh, like um like peeling a sunburn it was wow. like ooh, got a big piece oh, ah, like gosh. yeah but literally everyone in the family that would stop by yeah. like the boys and stuff i'd be like get on a ladder and get up there peel some of that wow. wallpaper off painstaking yeah. painstaking oh, yeah. so i mean it's absolutely gorgeous now so how many stalls do you have we have three booths booths sorry mm-hmm and they're all full right now. So yay us. Yay. 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 <laughs> um, how do you go about, because I, I want to ask some other questions. Uh, I'll wait. Don't even forget. I'm going to ask how you go about choosing your artist to go in there. Um, okay. So how how now that you have this shop, right? Like you've you've found money somehow through loans, through family, through friends, whatever, like to, to support, like to buy this thing out because I'm sure that's pretty pricey. And luckily you had the, the realty side of the house covered. Yay. Um, so as far as like, Hey, I, I want to like start putting the word out there, right? Cause word of mouth gets you pretty far. I mean, actually there was somebody on that said, um, Oh, the, the traveling painter, uh, she does like painting. She said that she has like a square space where people buy the tickets and they'll have a drop down arrow of like, Hey, how do I, how did you get to know about me? And word of mouth is like 80% or something like great. Yeah. Like it is more than any other her social marketing. So how did y'all get the word out about mercy and start getting that like on social media? Well, first we had to make social media accounts um facebook instagram Mm -hmm. and we had a a a, website made yeah a graphic designer she with rihanna's um, ideas built the website and got that up and running and uh business cards too i think we were handing out a lot of cards oh yeah we were handing out cards before the shop was even fully renovated it was Mm -hmm. just like yeah But um, I think it was good that I had been tattooing in the area for quite a few years already and kind of had a little bit of a local clientele. And I was getting a lot of questions when I left Tattoos Forever, like, oh my gosh, where are you going to be? Are you tattooing still? Like, where are you going to? And I was like, you know, to be announced. So I kind of had people waiting for Mm -hmm. that information for me. Yeah, that's awesome. So people were eager and looking to see what was going to be happening next for me. And it just so happened to be mercy. So, so when you get the phone calls now, Carly, like being the gatekeeper, are people saying, Hey, I found you guys online through TikTok, through Instagram, or like, Hey, my friend told me about it. What are you getting a majority of? Uh, wow. Majority. Uh, I'd say it's kind of 50, 50 because we do live in such a tourist area. So Mm -hmm. those people just, google it right 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 so they're like oh you know 
uh, you popped up first, you've got great reviews, there's that. And then the other side would be, my friend has work from Rihanna or my friend came and saw Dave or Rome and they loved it. It looks awesome. I want to come in, mm. you know? So it's really kind of half and half given where we live. Yeah. But um, like you said, word of mouth or, and, and the, and the clients are walking advertisements right. for you as well. That's very true. Mm. Yeah. I've had quite a few people. In fact, like I know my buddy went and saw Dave and then I have another buddy that wants to go see Dave too coming up pretty, but it's pretty funny. Good. Yeah. Keep him busy. Yep. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and them. One day after I sell my kidney on the black market, we'll have money and I'll have my, my <laughs> wife come see you guys. But you, you saw where all the money went recently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, so part of that, like, so you have the social media, the marketing, now people are starting to come in. So, but first, right. Like it was just you. So how did you get the first two artists to fill the other two? So I, I worked the first year by myself. Oh, really? I worked the mm -hmm. very a whole first year, year, a whole year by myself. Wow. Um, well, again, we opened in March of 2020. Wait, don't, don't talk about COVID. We have that as a not question yet. mark yet. Oh, uh, okay. We're not there yet. Almost. Okay. But um, I think because all that was going on at that time made it also a little bit difficult to try to staff the shop right out and the gate. Being, being new. Yeah. You being know, new. You, you have to build your reputation. Right. You know, like who who is this new shop that just, you know, came in yeah. or, you know, who's working there? Who's but with COVID, it? the industry was a little like, are we open? Are we not open? You know, yeah. should I stay where I'm at? Should I, is this the time to find a new job, you know what I right. mean? So yeah, we did the first, I did the first year on my own. So 2019 to 20, is that right? 2000. We opened in 2020. 20. Oh, to I didn't really, I guess I then it is own. appropriate to talk about COVID because that's literally like <laughs> I mean, in the, yeah. the most robust portion of. Oh yeah. Like a couple of weeks. Oh man. We I opened and I think like two weeks later there was the mandatory shutdown. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. It was a gut punch, but, um, yeah, because I always you ask. You want to like, talk about about it now? You want to talk about it later? <laughs> Spoiler, jump in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, especially. Well, I didn't realize that. I thought I thought you had like a year time frame first, and one I didn't know you're working by yourself the first year. That's crazy, and all mm -hmm. that general. Okay, so so COVID definitely impacted you, y'all, because you you opened during COVID. Yes. Like wow, mm -hmm. I, and out of all things, right? Because it is you know what it was about the whole germ thing, you know, germ thing, you know, disease. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then now you're being intimate with people like up in their face mm -hmm. and you're dealing with their skin and blood and all that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so how did y'all deal with that? That's crazy. We closed and we decided to do video consultations with people. So, you know, everyone started working from home using zoom, you know, all these things now. So we're like, okay, how can we make that work for us right, too. Right. Obviously there's still a lot of people who are interested Yeah. and you know, they were very excited leading up to the opening. Mm -hmm. And um, so we're like, Hey, you know, let's, uh, let's do video. So she would get on video calls with clients who are interested and just kind of kept the communication open that way. Right. And we you would know, take and deposits and I'd get their ideas and I'd go ahead and work on their drawings. And it was pretty much just a wait list. Like I got your idea. You're, you're, information is here. You're just not on my books yet. Cause I don't know when my books will open, but I just started creating this contact list of like, once 
we were up and running again, I could just call people and be like, what day do you want? What day do you want? What day do you want? Your stuff's ready. What day do you want? You know? So, so you, I mean, you had to close, right? They would Mm -hmm. not allow you guys to be. I know that there was some tattoo shops in the area that still stayed open. I think there was a little bit, the lines were blurred with Mm. what was um, deemed essential and non-essential at the time. Um, But I was too nervous with it being my brand new baby that we had just put so much money into. I did not want to start off with getting like fined by the health department or getting a bad review or a bad reputation for being open at a time like that. So it was just like better safe than sorry. Things are crazy right now. Let's just close. We'll do the best we can with what we have. And let's just like pray that we can open soon. (laughs) But that's great that you had, even it was minute, but you had some kind of income Mm because people are still putting deposits down. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, so I'm very curious how this leads, but okay, so wow, that, that man, I talk about tough. Yeah, because, you know, I've had, um, right, the brewery had Fran on, talked a little bit about that and how they, they had to pivot, like largely, they had to pivot largely and like start selling beer because, you know, no one could come in to purchase beer. So mm-hmm. they had this thing that they had where you could drive through after, and they had to make their website where you could actually purchase the beer on the website and all that stuff first. So there's, there was a ton of pivoting. And then Corey at the locals eatery, he's coming on sometime soon. Just had a kiddo, but he's coming on, but same boat. Like, how can we get our to go orders out? Like I want to keep some staff as much as I can, because that's the other thing too. I mean, fortunate, unfortunate, it's y'all right. Mm -hmm. Like where other people have, you know, 20, 30 people working for them. They're like, now what do I do? Like, I have to let all these people go knowing that this is their background in this industry. And now they're just not going to have income, you know? And I know a lot of people, you know, they drew the unemployment that got them through the time period and maybe even past them. (laughs) Some people are like, sure, I'll just keep going. Um, okay. So, wow. So now it, it came to a point where you, how did you feel comfortable to actually open? Like, when did that occur? I can't remember at what point was it the summer? I actually can't remember. It had to be by the summer for sure. I want to say maybe we were closed for like a month, two months, a couple months, three months, something. It's all a blur. Doesn't everyone (laughs) feel like from like 2020 to 2020? It's all like one day. You're asking me like, what were you doing in this month? I'm like, I don't know. No idea. And you know, Florida became the the place to go. Yeah. You know, um, so that helped us a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. If you're California, yeah. Yeah. So Florida became the place to go. There was a huge influx of people coming here. It was like a year-round vacation. Mm-hmm. It was just packed the entire year. Wow. Yeah, that first year in business was yeah. crazy. There so, was no off-season. How many so. How many days did it take you to get caught up with all those designs? So if you're up in like you know two or three months, or excuse me, closed two or three months, getting those designs in, how many days were you like, holy crud, like it's... I mean, I know they were probably separated out during the time frame or whatever, but right. if you were to add that time frame up, would you say that was like five days worth of tattooing that was sort of, you know, backed up from designs Dude, less than no, that? Months, months. Months. Oh, wow. She was months. both months out. Oh, it got, wow. It got to a point, what, in that first and maybe even into the second year where my wait was like five or six months. Mm-hmm. Six, wow. Five to seven months wait to get in with does me. That, does that, crazy. like, I don't want to say tantalize, but is that like a... 
a thing, right? Because it's like, you want to go to a restaurant and they're like, Oh, three month wait or a year wait. That must be really good. Like, did you get any of that? Because it's like, it's a wait. Her stuff must be like legit. Like I definitely want her. Cause there's a wait. De- people definitely just assume that they're like, Oh my God, you must be so good if the wait's so long. And it's like, really, I'm just busy and behind, <laughs> but I'm also good. Um, yeah, it's funny because when it happened, I actually, I remember being a young tattoo artist and being like, I can't wait until I'm famous and I'm booked and I get to pick what I want to do. And then when it happened and it's like, holy, sh-, I would look at my calendar and be like, I've sold my life for the next six months, <laughs> Wow, you know, and it got to the point where it really overstressed me. I couldn't do last minute things like if a friend had a baby shower mm-hmm. or a birthday party or a wedding or any little, a concert, any oh. little thing, I'm booked, I'm booked, I'm booked. We and have so, since curbed that. Yeah. 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 So, so in the beginning it was just like fame and glory. And then yeah. I was like, hold on, hold on, wait, yeah. wait, no, no more balance. Yeah. yeah. Balance is right. Rough. Finding that balance. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you always want to go to baby showers. They have cool games and win free prizes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like guess the hell round and taping. I, mm-hmm. yeah, I went to one. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So now now that you're open, you're booked. How, how do you start like looking and seeking and finding other tattoo artists to come fill the other two stations? Social media. Yeah. That's really where everyone looks now. Um, even when, a, so we had Instagram and Facebook and that's all we have still. But I remember your friend Mary saying, oh, you should get a TikTok. And I'm like, I really don't want to get a we TikTok. We hate technology. <laughs> we really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, uh, we don't like it. It doesn't like us. Um, <laughs> if something happens to the internet or the printer at the shop, it is just absolute chaos. The only thing Carly and I Pandemonium. Know, the only thing we know how to do is to turn it off and turn it back on and hope for the best. Like, right. that's really our problem it, shooting. So, um, yeah, we, we have Instagram. We have Facebook. And but there's tattoo forums, yeah. uh, oh, ta- really? tattoo artist groups uh, oh, okay. in, um, that you can advertise that you're hiring or looking for uh, if anyone wants to do a guest spot. Yeah. I mean, you can oh, put it, cool. you can put it all out there. Um, and that's really the best way. But I then after that, you, you look. check their, you check their social media, see mm. how they kind of present themselves because mm-hmm. we definitely have had people that uh reached out to us looking for a job and then you'd like go to his facebook and his profile pictures like eh, yeah badass motherfucker and yeah. it's like i never understood okay. why people i mean y'all probably ha- I, sticking the middle finger and taking picture never understood it never understood it won't do I mean, it mm-hmm. don't get it i just don't get it i'm not saying it's wrong just saying me oh i flick the bird all the time i just don't like do it. document it and yeah. then post your it profile for everyone yeah. to see <laughs> but yeah so, weird. so we we would check their social media to see how they present themselves kind of what type of person they are of course check their portfolio see what their work looks like always have people come in for interviews that way we can kind of get a feel for them have a face-to-face but uh it was always a big priority for us with hiring too to make sure that we had a personal connection, kind of like the person, because I spend more time at the shop than I do at home. Mm-hmm. I really need to get along with these people. Right. You know, so someone could be a super amazing artist, but if they just had a, a crap personality yeah. and no, you know, people skills with the clients or creepy or something, I'm like, I'm sorry, but I just don't want us represented like that. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know? It really had to be a, the right fit. Yeah. Do, that's so it's very intimate, hard. right? Mm-hmm. Compared to other industries. So, did you ever like, have you ever had anybody pull the whole facade thing where they like show up you're like, Oh yeah, this person's awesome. And then like two weeks, three weeks later, they're like, 
yeah, not that's not the person that showed up at the, the interview because that happens often. So I'm just curious if that happens. No, it took much longer. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Or, I'm or kidding. we would have people reach out and be really interested and then like, okay, let's meet up. Okay, we have a date and time set and then they, they don't, don't show up. Yeah, mm-hmm. ghosted. Uh, yeah. yeah, so. That's tough. Yeah, my, my buddy who was on, he has... Like he, he does the cleaning service industry. I think I've told you about him, Logan. Mm-hmm. And so he actually created a, it's it's now a software as a service business, but it's automated hiring. So it vets people. And so now like that, it's a lot different in your industry, but for that industry, it's like 75%, 80% is all like automated. And so by the time they get through those gates, right before they wouldn't get to the Carly gate, mm-hmm. they've gone through amount of work. And so if they put in that effort, he's found right through this automated process that they will show up, right? Like, and it's proof in the pudding as far as percentages goes and how, how often he's used this. So now he's like selling that to the clean industry, which is phenomenal because if you think about how much time that is like for that amount of people, right? Like, I mean, right. Smaller, but like a large business where I need a hundred people to clean and it's seasonal and I peak and come down and these are like 1099. They're not like my employee. I mean, just fascinating stuff. So it's, it is, it's interesting to hear that more and more often, today in the environment even in other industries like such as yourself is these people like flake out or they mm-hmm. just ghost but i mean if you go on linkedin you read about it all the time yeah all these recruiters are like i don't understand they've gone through all this trouble and effort or whatever we've gotten here or i've put in a lot of energy and then these people don't even show up yeah like and now it feels like all that time is wasted that yeah. you just did right all that connection whether it's like email the forums all that stuff to get to that point and then they just don't show up mm-hmm. that's how we feel when people don't show up to their appointment or their consultation it's like what a waste of time. Right. That's I, I don't, I don't get that. Like Black I'm more mistake. like, I would at least call like, yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. What are, do they do that? At least I mean, that would be the grown up thing to do. Some do, but, um, there's definitely been some just straight up, no call, no shows. And, um, usually when that situation happens, I'll give someone about 15, 20 minutes. If my client doesn't show up, I usually reach out to Carly and say, have you heard from them? Mm-hmm. Are they stuck in traffic or, you know, usually, my thought is concern, like, oh man, I hope they're not in an accident or I hope something, you know, bad hasn't happened. And uh, usually that's never the case. It's never a car accident or anything, but Carly has like reached out to people before to just see like, are you close or where are you? And people will like pick up and then hang up. Oh. And then she's like, oh no, they didn't. And <laughs> you know, she'll call them back and they let it go to voicemail. And she's like, oh no, they didn't. Like, yeah. Carly's like, you're not, you can't leave. hide from me. Like, yeah. Leave them a voicemail, never hear from them again. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. I remember the one time the person thought it was the wrong day. I was sitting there with Dave and then somebody was coming. I can't remember the, the other tattoo artist and yeah. they were going to show up. And I had met her. It was funny. She came in for a consultation and I was there during that when I was getting some artwork done. And, and then it was like, I don't know, a week later, two weeks later. And, uh, you know, the, the other guy's like, oh man, I where this person is. And I'm like, isn't that the same person that we met Dave? I'm like, there's no way that this girl would have like blown off, not coming or whatever. And so she completely, it was like the wrong day on a calendar or whatever. Yeah. So there's those circumstances too, right? It's like just. That happens. Yeah. It's rare, but that happens. Yeah. Cause sometimes during a consultation, you'll be like, do you need me to write it down? No, no, no. I'm putting it in my calendar. And yep. then, you know, they leave the building and an hour later they're calling Carly what day was it? Oh. You know? And it's like the 12th, like I said, I'll write it down. No, no, no. I got it. And it's like, they're going to miss this write appointment. <laughs> they're gonna that not is terrible. Up. I'm all about my, like 
like family has a shared calendar now. Mm-hmm. Like we ha- with everything, the logistics, like oh, we yeah. have to, like I-, I can't do like individual, if it's a reminder for me, but usually because it involves like someone doing something else with, cause there's just like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with yes. everything going on out there, oh, there's yeah. like a domino effect. So that's pretty, that's pretty rough that people didn't have that opportunity to like, cause it's your time, right? To value oh, yeah. your time as well. Yeah. So, okay. So, so you vet them through the portfolio. Okay. So you go through forums, um, you go through social media have interest, they'll contact y'all. You do look at the the social their social media mm-hmm. um, as part of the vetting process. You look their their portfolio. Then they come in one on one. You make sure that you guys can have hold a conversation, mm-hmm. you know, and they're not like ah, you know, staring at y'all weird, right? Right. Like, right ah, yep. Get me here, and then like. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, let me tell you that one thing. Uh, one of the keys to the gate, if you will, is when they. If they reach out to us, a well-written, you were talking about handwritten letters. Of course, there's no handwritten letter, but um, a nice, well-written message. That's a key to my heart, right? It really is. That's how Carly fell in love with Dave. Carly hired Dave before we even met him because he had such an amazing email. This message. Carly's like, look at the punctuation in this email. (laughs) Is that a semicolon? And you used it right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Complete sentences, (laughs) correct punctuation. Nice form. It had a a greeting. It had an ending, you know, it had his contact information. Just someone who knew how to communicate yeah. yeah yeah so and Rome's was very very good too Rome's i'll, I'll great pat too. him on the back as well but yeah some people are just like hey i need this this is how i do things um, and it's going to be like this i'm cash only and i'm a point and i'm like uh i'm king bitch in this shot i get to say how <laughs> things are not you don't come to my house and tell me how you work you know what i mean like i'm willing to work with you but come up in here telling me how it's gonna be you've right. lost your mind so how have y'all dealt with like customer retention? So people that want repeat business, have you seen that there are a high percentage there? Um, is there things that you do intentionally to have them come back? Like how, how have y'all experienced and or try to um, get repeat customers? I'd say it is a high percentage of repeat customers. Mm-hmm. Um, some are session work. They just want a very large piece. So obviously they're going to like you, you were there like three times a week yeah. <laughs> for, for months. You almost just put a cot in the back for you. You were little there hammock. so often. Yeah. Give your own shelf in our little mini fridge right. in the back. Um, I, I would say the key to having people come back is, is first of all, the work mm-hmm. just always making sure that we're um, supplying good artwork and then having a comfortable environment. I think keeping the shop clean, um, keeping it aesthetically pleasing, you know what I mean? People really enjoy coming in and seeing all the artwork. They like the complimentary waters. They like that we offer little aftercare gift bags. The bathroom's clean. I think the shop just being very inviting and um, comfortable makes people want to come back. Yeah. So you have the clientele portion coming back. How do you how have you maintained, it's been a couple of years, but how have you maintained good artists in your shop? Like why do they want to stay and work in your shop or studio? Sorry. That's been a process. I think we've just now gotten to a really happy place. Yeah. Like I said, when you, when you are looking for someone to come and join your work team and, and like Rihanna said, you're going to be spending a lot of time with these people. Sometimes it's trial and error. 
you know, you're like, okay, yeah, let's try this out. I'm like, okay. Six months later, a year later, like this really isn't working. It's not a good this fit. dynamic isn't working. Mm. Yeah, it's not a good fit. And, you know, it's not always, you know, some something personal against right. them, but, um, but just it's not a good fit. Sure. Um, so found Dave, love him. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Rome's him. here now. Yeah. And we, we are just giddy. Oh, we, we are so, so happy. We're so happy with the crew we have going on right now. Great. Yeah. Like we're really it's, taken back. It's actually the first year that we're going to do like a Christmas dinner with our staff and oh, everything great. Mm-hmm. Great. and take them out with their plus ones. And, um, because we're just so tickled that we we have a staff that we actually probably enjoy hanging out with outside of work. That's fantastic. For the first time in a, mm-hmm. in a long time. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's funny because I all ask other people that own businesses. You know, do you do like a like morale family picnic or do you guys do like a Friday I'll buy pizza type of deal just like to keep the morale up and you know like as a like a work benefit right it's mm-hmm. like hey we don't have space for a foosball table and ping pong or like a sleep pod like you know one of the larger companies does or something <laughs> right, like right, that with yeah. the space but it's like. How, how do I not only get to enjoy the dynamic while we're working, but something like outside of it, right? So mm-hmm. we just get to have fun or just chat outside of like, you know, work yeah. chat, if you will. So that's, but that's pretty cool. Like I, I that's neat that you guys, Christmas, Christmas parties are so yeah. fun. I mean, they can be really, really fun. My company does one every year. They're, they're great. They're great. They, and they, well, that's a whole, sometimes we might have a fancy one this year and I'm a little like, ah, oh, but I really like the interaction. Sometimes you don't get to see these other people for a while and you like to interact, but like, if it's so fancy and restricted, then you don't get the opportunity because then you're like sliding chairs out yeah. of the way and trying to get to people. So yeah, so just remember. I'm sure you make it work. You find a way ah! to socialize at any party you go to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Well, I'm just going to move all this furniture. <laughs> just gonna, but, uh, those tables can go over there. It, yeah. it just shows appreciation. I think that's a big thing in keeping the guys happy and making people uh, or having people enjoy working for us is mm-hmm. showing appreciation, which is something is really important to me because I like treating the guys the way I always would. I have been treated as an employee Mm -hmm. and I think lack of appreciation was a big thing for me. So I always like enjoy telling the guys like, you know, that tattoo looked awesome or, you know, you're doing a great job or your booth is so clean or like any chance I can give them a compliment. Mm -hmm. You know, I try to. And checking in with them too. Like, Hey, is everything going good? Are you happy? Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause we do care about that. Cause that if everyone's happy there, then everything goes smoothly for everyone. So, yeah. So there's the happy wife and then there's the happy artist. Yes. Like yeah. Happy artist. Happy. Man, you do not <laughs> yeah. want to upset tattoo artists. Man, art, artists, I pull, it's funny when we started Mercy together, I told her, I was like, tattoo artists are the worst human beings of all time. <laughs> like we are the worst people to work with. It's always just like moody and excuses and we're forgetful and it's just, I can't work in these conditions. And uh, you know what I mean? I was like, we really are like some of the most extremes. worst people to extremes. work with. So yeah. yeah, when everybody's happy, oh my God, it's just so, it's like angel singing. You know, mm-hmm. I just you- hear it in the background every time I go into the shop. I've heard so many similarities in different arts and then we'll move on, but there's an artist realm, like barbershops, salons are like very, very similar mm-hmm. from some of the things y'all are saying, like very yeah. art, like creative people. They're very, there's like I say extremists in a weird way, but there's some very extreme behaviors and eccentric eccentricities. I don't know if that's a word, eccentric things and mm-hmm. natures and characteristics of people. And like you said, it's like, what are your hobbies? Well, I do this and then you do this. You're like, Oh wow. That's like, 
that's that's very interesting or like hey i'm doing this and you're like okay but it's a very like art mindset and Mm -hmm. that's nothing wrong with that like you said you're aware of it and that's i think self-awareness is is epic especially when you're in business to Mm -hmm. be successful it's like having that awareness and verbalizing it not just like keeping it to yourself and then everyone's cool now we understand the environment we got it you know from your business set and the gatekeeper like you get it too and you're like all right and like that checking in is a big deal i mean you know, everyone wants that sense of purpose and feeling, right? Like I mm-hmm. want to feel like I'm part of a team or something. And that's, that's huge. So is there anything else that you want to touch on um, with the business before we move on as we're getting close to wrapping up anything else? Uh, no. You, you had the whole book of notes, man. Like I was just really hoping I, I touched I on everything. Of I don't your know. Awesome... I just had like little notes for the things that I already had memorized. It's funny, but you have thrown a few curveball questions at me. A few things that I didn't expect to talk about, but it's my goal. Yeah. I can't think of anything. No. I think we're good. Okay. So I want to ask, it's a twofold question. I want to know any like lifelong personal lesson and professional lesson that each of y'all have. So in other words, what has been something that's ran through your mind that's a theme that you've lived with from a professional sense and a personal sense? So Carly, we'll start with you. Oh, you want him to start with me? <laughs> We actually talked about this question on the drive over oh, here. Okay. Oh, okay. Because this has actually been the the toughest one. Oh. We both kind of were like, what are you going to say? I don't know, what are you oh, no, great. Say? It's just hard to narrow it down. Carly was like, geez, what a loaded question. Like, <laughs> how am I so- um, do you want me to go first? Sure. Okay. So I met an artist named Freak when I was working in Orlando and I remember a conversation I had with him that I have just carried with me the rest of my life. I will carry this with me. And it applies to my, my work life and my personal life. And I remember him telling me, you have to teach people how to treat you. And it's so true. It's so true. You go into a work environment and you might, uh, you know, just assume that these people are going to welcome you and these people are going to be on their best behavior and they're going to want what's best for you. But that's not always true. Some of these people are terrible and they don't support you and they don't want good things for you and they'll mistreat you. But you have to teach them how to treat you like, oh, you can be a piece of shit, but you're not going to be a piece of shit to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and in real life, too, anytime you go out somewhere and, you know, someone's trying to give you a hard time or maybe guilt you into something or talk you into something you don't want. You know what I mean? Sometimes right. you have to be like, that's not how you treat me. This is how you treat me. And um, it works every time. Every time when I play that in my head, like you have to teach people how to treat you. That's great. It just. It always works out. You just have to be very clear with people sometimes and make your your boundaries known. And mm. either they accept them and they can be a part of your life or they don't. And then they stay out of your way, which is the best because I don't want negative influences close to me. Right. Mm-hmm. That's good. Was that your professional and personal? Yes. It was a good combined answer. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. I thought about it for a long time. Yeah, that's really <laughs> good. It's written much better in this book. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carly. Uh, so personal, I guess I w- what really just sticks out to me is just having your family first. Um, and, you know, go, starting a business and everything. Obviously, we you know, we shared there were some concerns there about, you know, I hope this doesn't ruin your relationship oh, right. with your sister. And uh, But I th- think that I would step away if I thought if it was ever going to get to that point and like, Oh, you know, you can just take 
the reins, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's fine. You know, I'll, I'll step away because our personal relationship, our, you know, she's my, one of my best friends. That's not worth a business, you know, and for, you know, my husband or my boys, if I thought that was gonna, anything was taken away from my relationship with them, you know, step away from that, set that down because that really is the priority. Mm -hmm. These are the people who you count on and who are really going to be there for you, not a client that came into the shop. Right. You know? Um, So I would say just making your family a priority, putting those relationships first. um, That's a huge lesson uh, for me on the business side. Kind of going off of uh, what Rihanna said, you know, you do have to lay down boundaries. You have to learn to set boundaries for people respectfully. Mm -hmm. And, um, and if they don't want to respect those boundaries, you can I'm sorry, this, you know, this isn't going to work. You know, we can't work together, Mm -hmm. you know, you, because you have to have that balance, that work life balance, you know, so setting those boundaries, um, so you can just be healthy mentally, physically, and overall just keep your life happy and that can be uncomfortable at times to tell people no i don't think anybody anybody enjoys uh giving bad news or conflict or things like that but um carly's gotten way better at saying no in the past few years carly's very anti-conflict but uh after running a tattoo shop for almost four years she'll crack that whip on just about (laughs) anybody man in a a nice way oh no always in a a very nice way (laughs) The so, clients are lucky. They never hear my version of a response. They let it, yeah, it gets translated by Carly. She's yes. like I translate. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Translator. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's awesome. Have you ever seen an uh, anger translator on uh, Key and Peele? Have you ever seen that? Oh, Get on Key and Peele, the anger Key and Peele. I don't know if I've seen that one or not. Okay, YouTube it after I leave. Pretty much I'm like Carly's anger translator. She's my <laughs> calm translator. Yes. Yeah, for sure. If she, says, if she says something nice and kind, like you're, you're able to accelerate Yeah, I'm and able to be like, then... what she really said was. <laughs> yeah. I love this guy. And vice versa. That's great. Um, okay, so let's see. Uh, before the final special question, is there anything else that you guys would like to discuss or anything else that I missed, just holistically. Anything else, Carly? Do you got anything? Questions, comments, concerns? <laughs> uh, Mercy Tattoo Studio, uh, Fountain Plaza, Miramar Beach, Florida. Come check us out. We've got some awesome artists, and we'd love to take care of you. We have a r- very clean bathroom. Yes. And, um, <laughs> great reviews. So yeah, hit us up. Five star bathroom. Five star bathroom. Five star bathroom. 4.99999% studio. But yes. The bathroom yes. is five yes. and, and someday they will have shirts. Yes, very soon. Uh, yeah. Double, that, double XL for this guy right 2024. Here. That is happening this year. Yes. I've made it a point, yeah, to allow the budget so that hopefully by spring. Can I be one of the first 50 people? Five zero? Yes. yes. Absolutely. Sure. Thank you. We'll save one for you. Yes, I will pay you a price. We'll even sign it. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's super legit. No, I'm super big. Okay, I like that. All right. So so final thing here. So special question. Have y'all, y'all haven't listened to these, right? No? no. Okay. So I'm going to ask each of you a different one. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. So Carly, if you had an extra day in your life, would you live it in the past or the future? 
would say past, but it's going to take me some more time to think of what day I would go to. You don't have to worry about the day, but the past. Yeah, I would go to the past. Is there any um, reasoning behind that? Just to maybe like see someone again. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe see Miami grandma again. Mm. Uh, yeah. Sit down and have a conversation with her. Mm-hmm. You know, going to the future. Yeah. I don't know what I would do. Sure. But, you know, I know there's people I love and miss. I definitely would want to see again. Great. Talk to spend some time with. Yeah. No, I mean, it makes, makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. I, I always, and like everyone, I always ask that question. I get both. Yeah. Which is super interesting mm-hmm. because of that reason, a lot for the past and the future is like, you know, like I've accepted my past. Like I would be very interested in seeing myself or my family in the future and like what they're doing and where we're headed or whatever, which is, it's very fascinating. I, I love that question. So thank you very much for for answering that question, Carly. Yeah. I know it's one of those things. Okay. Rihanna. Anna. Rihanna. I know you did. You made it oh, through the whole podcast. Oh, the whole it right. I and literally right say it. I stop and I say it in my mind over and over again. Um, in your life, how many beds have you slept in? Oh my God. What is this question? <laughs> Too many. More than I, a lot. How many beds have I slept in? think i would even have a ballpark for that for no you. me neither do i count blow-up mattresses and floors and back seats and couches and stuff i don't know a lot, a lot yeah yeah so- okay so i just okay here's a good i just moved into a house and it was my 11th time moving and i'm only 35 i feel like that's a lot that's a lot i've moved that's around a lot a lot. i've been a lot of different places been a lot of different places yeah so it's, it's interesting. It's really like I always, so when I ask people that specific question, I always tell them it's not really the number, but it's the journey your mind goes on. When you start trying to count, you go, okay, I was a kid and we grew up here. I slept here, but then didn't I go over to whomever's house and have a mm-hmm. sleep there? And then did we go on a family vacation and I went to this hotel and I went in this, you know, camp, like you said, like, was it yeah. a blow up? Was that a whatever? And then you start going and then like, you know, my, my buddy Fran who walked across the States, he's like, oh man, I couch surfed like, you know, the entire time where yeah. I slept in my tent. And it's like, and especially folks that have been in like the military cause they deploy and then while they're deploying, they're spending the night somewhere or they're like, I'm like, Hey, I backpacked across Europe or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's it, the best part about that question is all the small little sparks of memories that you get to go down, like in your, in the back of your head, when you start to try to answer that question. And it's really cool to watch people's face yeah. and like if they haven't if they haven't had to like really concentrate on a question through the entirety of a session like that is the question I've seen everybody really think through like yeah they yeah. stop and they're like oh man like and then it just the wheels like really start to turn like all the wheels right like because you start to do that and it doesn't matter even if you live in the same town like you've traveled at some yeah. point more mm-hmm. than likely or you've spent the night at some friend's house or you went to college potentially. And then even at college, like you go different places. And so it's really cool because you're like, I was in this bed. Oh, I remember we went and did that with blah, 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 and blah. And like, okay, the next bed. Oh yeah. And I remember like all the cool memories. So it's a great yeah. memory trigger to like, it start is. Going I've definitely that. rested my head at a lot of different places. Geez, that question's like asking how many tattoos I have. It's always like, I don't know. <laughs> a lot. Infinite. A lot. <laughs> Too many to put a number on. Yeah. Crazy. That's awesome. 
Well, listen, I want to say thank y'all very much for coming on people at very experience. I hope people that like, and subscribe. It's all I try to do in the beginning. I always forget (laughs) follow all of that fun stuff, but we'll be on YouTube and Spotify and Apple podcast. As of right now, there'll be other venues at some point or, you know, platforms if you will, but I really, really appreciate y'all's time and coming to do this. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, till next time. All All right.